Hi, I'm Margot. Hey, I'm Abby. Thank you so much for joining us on the Anxiety Warriors podcast. We have anxiety and we believe that our anxious feelings make us stronger people. One of our superpowers is being open, loving, and curious with ourselves. Yeah, we're all just doing the best we can one moment at a time, one breath at a time. And we're so glad you're on this journey of life with us. Here's the show. Welcome back, Warriors. Another episode of Anxiety Warriors podcast. Woohoo! We are so excited to be with you all today. Yes, we are joined by a very special guest, uh, Shari Vilchez-Blatt. And so I'm going to tell you all a little bit about who Shari is and the work that she does. And then we're going to get into a little bit of a recap this episode. So Shari Vilchez-Blatt is the founder and creator of Karma Kids Yoga. She serves children and families of all abilities in New York City and the boroughs and New Jersey since 2002. She's trained thousands around the world in children's yoga, teen yoga, baby yoga, professional development for yoga and mindfulness in schools, as well as for parenting groups. In 2009, she released Karma Kids Yoga's Come Play Yoga album, which won a gold Mom's Choice Award. Shari has been a presenter at the National Kids Yoga Conference since its inception and Yoga Journal Live. Shari is a regular contributor to New York Yoga Plus Life Magazine, Kids and Family Section, and is currently an ambassador for the National Yoga Plus Life brand. Shari has been featured on Sesame Street, sharing yoga with Murray and Ovahita at yoga school. Shari lives to play and plays to live. And she is such a rock star. We had so much fun chatting with her. Uh, so Abby, tell us a little bit about what we chatted about with Miss Shari today. Yes. Um, you know, I feel a lot of it was about habits. Um, it was really interesting how she started off sharing about how in high school she would naturally just like fidget with her fingers to the extent where she's like picking at her fingers and her cuticles, but it was just normal for her. It was just a habit. And it wasn't until later in life where she realized that this was a way that her anxiety was expressing itself. Um, and she also shares just a lot of how she lived her life, not realizing that she had anxiety until one day it was like a punch in the face that woke her up. And she realized that it was something she has to now kind of tend to and pay attention to and care for. So this conversation was really fun to have. Shari is just this like strong powerhouse and like this vibrant light mixed in, in one. And she really tells her story in this lighthearted way, but also in this way mm -hmm. that like, hey, all people have anxiety. Um, and this is her story of anxiety. Yes. And we cannot wait for you all to hear it. Here she is. Welcome, Shari. We are so excited that you're here for the Anxiety Warriors podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We are beyond thrilled. Um, we've been following you for such a long time. You're such an important figure uh, in the yoga world, which is mm -hmm. our world or a big part of our world. And so uh, when you reach out to be a guest on the podcast, Abby and I were like, <laughs> so we did our happy dance. Yeah, we did our silly happy dance. It's so dance. funny because I was like so nervous in like reaching out of like, do I fit? I don't know. Do I qualify? Yeah. And it's funny because when you said that to me in our call before we recorded, I was like, we're here to tell anxiety stories about 
so there's no such thing as like a person who fits or the type of guests we're looking for. Anxiety stories are what we're here to tell and showcase. And uh, you have such an interesting one. So let's just dive right in. Shari, will you please share with our listeners a little bit about your anxiety story? Um, so, well, um, I, I want to start by saying I, I really didn't realize I had any anxiety. Um, I first noticed things like when in my teenage years, um, maybe around 16 or 17 years old, um, I noticed that I would start like picking at my cuticles around my nails, um, picking skin, pulling it, um, but not really being aware that I was doing it until I drew blood. You know, then I'm suddenly like, wow, what? Oh, I didn't realize I was doing this. So, you know, I didn't really think much of it because I was a teenager and busy and things to, you know, do in my life. But, um, you know, years would go by and I would notice this would happen when I, when I would give a book report, when I gave a speech, anytime where I was standing in front of others or an opportunity to shine in some way. Um, leading up to that, as well as while I'm doing whatever it is I'm doing. So you can imagine, like, if I was giving a book report, by the time I was done, there might be blood dripping down my fingers, down my hands, like, it it was just normal. And Mm. not normal, but part of my life that I didn't have time to really, I was like, hey, oh, okay, that's interesting. Stop the bleeding, move on. Um, So I didn't really, you know, do anything about it. It was just something I did, uh, considered a habit, just a weird habit. And it would occur, you know, throughout my, you know, my teenage years in college, um, long before Kid Joga, I was in advertising and the same kinds of things would happen. um, Mostly around new people, people I was comfortable with, like your clients and your team, Um, I didn't find that would happen when I would have, you know, a a meeting where, you know, that I was leading, but if it involved newer people or some kind of interaction, and again, like, I didn't realize this at the time, this is, you know, much further in the future, looking back and going, oh my goodness. Yeah. You're dealing with some stuff. And it was like a nervousness, but I felt totally manageable, you know, except my hands were gross. And I often found myself, you know, hands in pockets or like even just like curling my fingers in when they were bad. Um, And then, you know, while I was in advertising, also getting manicures definitely helped that. So it kind of like made that go away a little bit. Again, like nothing to think about because it was never debilitating, right? And then, um, you know, my whole world shift into the yoga world and kids yoga and running a business. And um, I learned how to deal with things like stress and anxiety and nervousness. It wasn't something I grew up with. I didn't grow up with yoga, Um, but I learned about it. And my job was to help others with anxiety. And I knew tools that I could use when I got nervous. But the finger picking thing went on and, and like, it's like, it's still like to this day, but you know, like I look at this as kind of not a big deal. It's manageable. I bleed, they're gross, whatever. Um, in 2014, I was in a situation where my, uh, the landlord of the, the landlord of my building uh, was new and he was kicking me out. He was getting rid of all the kids' businesses. And I had three months to find a new place and move like what was a very busy, successful business somewhere else. 
when I rented this space that I had had um, for over 10 years, um, it was the only, it was the only space I knew and, you know, it was affordable, but it was an icky building, but they let me in there. Anyway, I had three months and every place I looked either wouldn't allow for children or was not usable. I just wasn't finding anything. And at this time I had a staff of over 20 teachers and in, within these three months, like the first month was stressful. The second month was super duper stressful. The third of that month was horrible. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget sitting on my couch and just like, I don't know, I was probably watching TV, but like a wave that started from my feet all through my body that literally picked me up of anxiety. I didn't know what else to think of it. I, 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 I didn't even put anxiety on it. I was just like, this is a horrible feeling. This is all stress. And I've never felt this before. I do not like it. I'm done. I, I don't want to do this anymore. And this lasted um, until I found my space. Not every moment, but like a wave. It was literally like a punch in the face huh. of like anxiety like and I didn't know what to do with that I, I I couldn't I couldn't sleep or if I would fall asleep like that big wave would would get me up and there was no going back to sleep and uh, I I really didn't know what to do with that and I didn't really have time or I felt <laughs> that I didn't have time to pay attention to myself mm -hmm. so just like typical me of just, okay, you know what? I'll do this anxiety thing for a little bit. I got my space. Okay. Now I gotta, uh, yay. Things are good again. And I don't feel that big wave of stress. So, hmm. There's so many things that I can relate to in this story. And I have, I have a reflection and I have a question. So the reflection is, so in, in, you know, elementary school, middle school, high school, I was a nail biter and a nail picker, not like a cuticle, but like my nails were always super duper short. And again, it was like what you said, it's like just totally normal, right? Even though it's not normal to the general public for us, it's just who we are, what we do. Um, and for me, it wasn't until I learned about anxiety and how to, how to manage it and care for it that then all of a sudden my nail started growing. So like that for me was a huge, like, Oh, I'm starting to get a handle on it. So I just feel like we all have these fidgeties that we do to manage anxiety and we don't even realize it. Um, but then my question is, you know, for you, like picking the cuticles was so normal, right? That was part of your life and who you are. When, when did you realize that, that was like an anxious thing? Or when did you realize that, oh, not everyone picks their cuticles. Maybe this is information <laughs> for me. Like I'm going to say early twenties. So like, you know, it was, it was more in a professional world versus like college, because mm -hmm. I think, I feel like, even though I know I did that through college, you know, we're all dirty and, you know, eating ramen. And so like <laughs> all those things just get excused, you know, like, um, uh, hygiene, um, so I'm going to definitely say like in my twenties, um, because like in a professional environment, you know, I, I can't be bleeding in front yeah. of my clients. <laughs> like it was, it was just, you know, and, and the thing was like, I didn't realize I was doing it and other people didn't necessarily realize I was doing it cause often under the table. Yeah. Um, like currently, 
Like my husband, he's with me for 25 years. He's like, I hear it. I hear you. Like in quiet. Oh, my daughter too. She's like, I hear you. Stop. Stop. Mm. I'm like, I don't even realize I'm doing Wow. That. Yeah, yeah. It's such a deeply it's, ingrained habit. It's so funny too. Cause like just listening to both of you and thinking back to my youth, I'm like, I did a lot of weird things with my hands too. And like, even when, when Sherry, when you and I spoke, um, before we were recording and, and, and when I, I learned a little bit about your story, I thought this piece was really interesting. And I didn't really start reflecting on it until just this moment. It was like, I used to wear a lot of rings on my fingers, you know, like what we did, did in the nineties, so much jewelry. Yes. And so I would move my thumbs in particular, I would play with my thumb ring and it would go. And I had the world's ugliest, like horse size calluses on the knuckle area of my thumbs. They were gross. And it was like, yeah, looking back, it's like, yeah, that was 100% an anxious tick. And I just, um, and I still, even now I notice when my fists are clenched, that's, that's a tell for me. Like Abby said, that's information. So thinking, um, on this, you did. So obviously you've spoken a little bit about these certain behaviors, the external, the internal. So are there any others that came up for you as far as like, uh, the way that anxiety manifested or manifests can, um, even now in your mind or body or behaviors? Um, now, you know, I, I, I hadn't really experienced that that punch in the face anxiety until since then until kind of recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, having sat through a pandemic and just, you know, having a lot of free time and almost forcing myself to now go into a place of self care and um, reflection, I'm grateful that I'm stuck at home and dealing with just, you know, cause I, I know myself and I know I wouldn't have the time for this. I tend to often put myself last. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a child and a business and a hot, you know, so it just, you know, often goes that way. And, you know, through the pandemic, when, especially when it first started again, I put myself last of, um, let me make sure the community is okay. And how can I support teachers? Is my child, all my students, the families, everyone. Um, and so I kind of, I don't want to say I hid in that energy, but I, I kind of hid in the place of, let me help, let me help. And, and I didn't feel like I was pouring from an empty cup because I, I love what I do. And it does make me, it like literally makes my heart sing, but it's like during some of those down times or, you know, just, you know, reflecting inward and then seeing like totally outside of kids yoga and work and just like going outdoors, getting too close to people. Like my anxiety came back, like um, an unexpected ex that you just don't want to see. <laughs> Get out of here, person and feeling. Yeah. And, and the, one, ago. The, the one thing I can say is that um, I know, especially after this very last time and then in, in coming and reaching out to you, I'm not ignoring it anymore. Mm. Like it's going to get my undivided attention. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't feel it's over, meaning you know, I, I don't know how you guys are with going outside. I'm in New York city and I'm, I'm easing into my being social yeah. again. And some things, um, feel right. And some things I don't know till it happens. And I am, I'm like, 
I feel out of control. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let you know how I keep managing it. I just don't know right now. It's, it's, you know, I, I, I feel that way. Like, I feel like I had my anxiety in a good place. You know, we were friends, you know, anxiety would pop up, but be like, no, we're good. And then the pandemic hit and I can really relate to like, oh my gosh, who am I now? Because now I feel more social anxiety around people, or now I feel anxiety going into spaces indoors. And how do I feel about being near people? And it's like, we're learning, at least I'm learning how, how to be again in a way that feels healthy for me and safe for me and comfortable for me, but also trying to go back to being around people and being, you know, in space. Yeah. You know, there's strategies that I love to use. Um, but when it's that, you know, overwhelming, like yeah. I like the manageable anxieties, like the, like this, I can manage <laughs> yeah. predictable the wave and the panic and like heat that was a whole new thing, mm-hmm. um, which I didn't experience back when I was closing my studio, but like literally my temperature rises. It feels like 10 degrees hotter yeah. and I just desperately need air, even though I have it. So yeah, yeah this was like, it was, it was, a, it's hard. Yeah. And it's, so it shows up in a lot of different ways now than it did before. Um, and I just, I think, you know, something that I feel like I've heard twice now is like this theme of how your habits, right. Whether it's picking at your nails or your habit of serving everyone else before you, you know, is a way where your anxiety is trying to talk to you like, Hey, Hey, pay attention (laughs) attention. to me, (laughs) give me some love too. Um, but these habits, these go-tos are ways that you're kind of like navigating it or managing it, but it might not be always what your anxiety wants or needs. Yeah. So we're learning to, we're learning to work together. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. I love the way to, uh, and this came up in our conversation with Mimi and it's kind of becoming a, a little bit of a trend as well. We notice that anxiety comes up sort of, um, in seasons, right. In times of our life, right. And the pandemic unfortunately has been a season of our lives. And I just, I think it's important that we remember that, right. Seasons change, uh, these, these feelings, these waves, they come and go. And even as professionals, we know this, some of it's predictable, some of it's not predictable. And it's when you mentioned, um, you know, like, going out and like being on the subway and all of a sudden it's like that jolt. It's like, Oh no, I'm, I'm in the middle of a situation that never used to bother me. But now that we've been in this riding this wave collectively, right. All of us, I'm sure even people that maybe didn't know they had any anxiety. Raina said this, right. Mm -hmm. She's an educator and she didn't really see herself as an anxious person until teaching in the pandemic. And so just as a reminder out there, right. (laughs) Just like these things are coming to us all in seasons and waves. Um, some of it's predictable. We can kind of manage it the way Abby was kind of just expressing. And sometimes it's, it's that, that punch in the face that you express, Sherry. It's just like, oh man, it's here. It's here. It's now. And it didn't just steadily build. And I've got to think about doing something about it. Or, no, or it doesn't build. It just like through. attacks you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so thinking about this, you know, um, what have been, you know, since the seasons of your anxiety have come and gone, uh, and even since now you're kind of saying that you're in this new season of anxiety a little bit, um, what have been some of your 
more generally rock solid go-to strategies for either when you're having that in the moment need of self-care versus when you have um, time to prep, like before an event or something like that predictability factor. It's like, okay, I'm about to give a presentation. I know I'm probably going to be a little bit worked up. So what can I do to sort of um, set myself up for the most success at going into it? So if you can kind of Take yeah, each of those. I, have, I have strategies for both that I that I love to share. If I know I'm giving a presentation, or if I'm uh, starting a teacher training, any opportunity where I need to be my best self, um, I'm a huge fan of Brain Gym. Are you familiar? I only learned about this when you when we talked, and I was so excited for our listeners to hear about this. So please, so uh, Brain Gym launches with um, something called Pace which is a reverse acronym. What does each letter of the acronym stand for again? So e is, the, e is the energy for water. That's our water. C is for clarity. That was our brain buttons, mm-hmm. right? Clear points. The A is for action. That's the crossing of the midline. And the P and pace are the positive points. That was the, ooh, I got to go through that. That was <laughs> the, this and the changing of our legs as well as these. Right. The finger, so the finger presses the starting point of all things brain gem. And that always makes me feel very um, rooted and clear. So for me, I actually start all my days like this. Um, I used before before learning the benefits of brain gem and how this can help. Um, I used to wake up and jump in the shower grab my coffee after and be like, okay, I'm going to sit on my computer. Who a teacher called in sick? What fires do I have to put out? Ah! And I started doing brain gym. And instead of starting my day with that madness, yeah. I now I'm like, after my brain gym, I'm like, all right, let's see what teachers called in sick, mm-hmm. what schools are closed, what other fires have to be put out. Yeah. Um, from there are worry buttons. And these are my favorite things for anyone that has the tiniest little worry to huge anxiety and, and stress. And ideally it's nice if someone does it for you, but we're not always in that situation. And worry buttons are literally just doing this. It's taking our fingertips, our, not just our fingertips, but our fingers, gentle pressure on the forehead. Mm -hmm. And so what, what, how you would start, like say I was the giver and Margot was the receiver. Margot would lie down on her back behind her. And chances are when Margot starts, her feet are straight up. Her hands might be closed. Her mouth is probably closed. And I do, I would do this for her for about five to seven minutes. Mm -hmm. She just breathes. I want to keep my nostril breath away from her. That's a pro tip. (laughs) It doesn't help ease anyone's worries when you feel. No, when you're just breathing on them. (laughs) But um, what we're looking for is Margot's splaying of the feet, the opening of the hands and the parting of the lips. Now, when um, I've used these almost always at test taking time with a lot of my students, I've used it myself, I've used it my husband, my yes. child, like adults, kids, everybody. Once you share and feel how you feel from doing those worry buttons, yeah. um, it's extremely powerful. So once, if let's say we did this to Margo um, and now we're done, I never just come away 
I want to like hover slowly move so that Marco's like not even sure if I'm still there. Feel the energy still. Yeah. And then it's likely going to take Margo two to four minutes to even peel herself up from that floor. I'd probably be sleeping. Yeah. (laughs) what's so interesting is again like I learned this in brain gym and when upon doing that I'm like this is so familiar to me I realized I my kinesiologist does this to me in every single visit because he says you're always I'm always fight or flight but when I walk out I want to say walk out I float out yeah Mm -hmm. it's just really powerful and it doesn't change your problem but it changes your energy and, and how you're going to deal with that. And that can be so helpful and powerful to kids, to any adult. Um, now, you know, I, I was sharing, I had shared that, um, my most recent anxiety was on the subway, not the place to lie down and have someone give me worry buttons, you know? So (laughs) in that case, or if I'm ever alone, I can do this to myself. If I'm in a classroom setting or just, it's too weird in the meeting for you to, you know, like we can hide in this way, Yeah, but they are so powerful. You know, I wish there was more of like, I can press a worry button and my anxiety just shoots out my body and it's gone. Yeah. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? (laughs) What I'm really hearing in this is when you realize that you had anxiety, right. And you realize you didn't, you wanted to stop getting punched in the face you realize you had to change some of your um, habits, right? It's like going back to habits again. And your habit used to be hop out of bed and get slammed with stress. And now your habit is wake up, take care of yourself. Even if it's short, it does something where you have more of an energetic yet calm feeling that helps you receive your world in, in a more, you know, in a more peaceful way, in a more less yes, way. Only a few minutes, yeah. you know, and that was like, I would say that was the most important step. Yeah. But upon doing it, I still didn't think of it as anxiety. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's just so funny because I feel like everything that's going on now is me reflecting back and going, Oh my goodness. I was riddled <laughs> with anxiety. Yeah. And yeah. Know it. And here know I am speaking children of all ages, like how to deal with their anxiety. And, and, and like, I'm, it's pouring out of my body. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't aware. I love that you bring that up too, because I, I think that not just for people that teach yoga and mindfulness to kids, adults, or anybody, or any professional in the wellness field at all, um, to remember that this is still a practice for all of us, right? This is something that we don't cure or fix. <laughs> this is something that we live with, uh, that we, um, are learning to thrive with, not mm-hmm. to survive with. And, uh, yeah. I just think it's important to reflect on that. It doesn't matter how old you are, how long you've been practicing or teaching that it's a powerful reflection for the, your students, no matter how old they are, no matter how many years you have under your belt to know that you're still going through it. You're still in the thick of it. Uh, and that the seasons such as like the pandemic or just big life changes or even small life changes can sometimes trigger our anxiety and that's, that's okay. So thinking about this, you know, if you could go back to the season of your life, you know, like maybe from your youth, when you were said you were like 16, 17 years old and say one thing to yourself, give yourself one bit of advice. What would it be? What would you say to a young Sherry surrounding your anxiety? I would say you got this. I would say you are enough. Mm-hmm. 
I would say you got this. Yeah. Those two things. That yeah. was so, you know, another full body chill. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, whoo. Yeah. Right. Anxiety one. tells us that we don't have it. That's why we're freaking out. You can't do this. You can't handle it. Right. And it's like, no, you can, and you always do. <laughs> right. Anxiety makes it a little worse. So you got this like yeah. you're enough. Exactly. Love it. So um, our last question before we get into lightning round, which I'm so excited about, uh, what is being an anxiety warrior mean to you? Oh, ladies, I was so attracted to the name that you chose because I like said it over and over to myself. I'm like, this is so brilliant. I have a background in naming like products and brands like from before. So I, like, Ooh, really we'll have to keep that, that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> to me of, of uh, I'm, uh, I'm the boss of this. And I, I feel like that's an attitude you need to have. I don't want to let anxiety win. I, I, I'm, I'm like obsessed with watching you guys. I love like listening to you. Like, I, I think I watched your, your dancing out the anxiety four times. I'm like, <laughs> Yay! do I match? Should I remix it for her? And you don't yeah. want to, dance, but like it, 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 to me, it screams that I'm the boss of it or I'm trying and I need to be because I do not like, I do not like anxiety, you know, like. <laughs> Um, I do not so, like it, Sam. I am. I know that's what I heard too. <laughs> it, was, it was just so like the name itself just was was empowering. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it is it's it's being the manager, the boss, the CEO of of your of your stuff. Like having that bad employee that you just have to kind of manage and maneuver <laughs> through and you know, put in timeouts when needed. <laughs> it's like that new, uh, you know, I like, I like the idea of like the CEO and it's like, maybe the employee isn't bad. They're just like a little misunderstood. That, you know, yeah, they need some that, guidance. Yeah. That mm -hmm. just needs a little love, which is something like <laughs> that, you, that you made me think differently of like becoming friends with it. Mm -hmm. Right. It's something like I'd seen in, in your post of, of like, yeah, we're, we're together. And it's like, I don't have to hate you. I don't like you, but somehow we got to work together. So I, I think just everything that you're doing has helped me think of things in different ways, which is like really why I kind of reached out. Um, you know, not sure if do I, you know, like, I don't yes. even know. One of the first things they said to you, I'm like, I'm not diagnosed, but you know, I feel awful sometimes. Yeah. So well, that's I, part of it. We're, we're looking for human stories, right? Yeah. And you are just such a rock star. And I can't tell you how deeply it warms my heart to hear um, that you're enjoying my Instagram feed. <laughs> Everyone come point. join our Instagram feed. <laughs> Anxiety well, it, Warriors podcast on IG. Huge. You know what? It's, it, I would say 10 years ago, I don't know, maybe, maybe more, maybe less. Like it's this, yeah, people talk about it, but not to this extent. Mm -hmm. And I love that mental health is just really being thrown to the forefront. It has been for years, but again, I, I feel like the pandemic, there's a lot of good that came out of this pandemic. It sucked and I do wish it never happened. However, I am grateful it happened. Maybe yeah. you wouldn't have had this podcast had it yeah. not. No, like, so there's not. <laughs> wonderful things that came out of it. And the fact that like, like it, we're putting up in a positive way and we could connect and it's not something you have to be ashamed of or hide. And, you know, it's okay to not have a good day and it's okay to be so afraid or like, and just have that horrible moment. 
Um, you had posted something also recently, Margo, and I just like sat and read it and I was like feeling you. It was, um, you went to, out to eat with your husband. I appreciated your honesty and your sharing because again, like a lot of people don't do that, especially, you know, on Instagram, we show our wins and, you know, all the great stuff, not always the hard stuff. Yes. So, you know, really appreciate that. Oh, God. That makes me so happy to hear. You are such a light. We love yeah. you so much. Speaking of light, it is time for lightning round. Get to know Sherry questions. Lightning round. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> we still, we need a couple of stings on this podcast. Abby and I keep saying like, lightning round, win of the week. We just keep singing them and they're terrible. Uh, okay. So they're perfect. Question number one will be from me. You're ready. Right. If you need a pause, take a breath, take the time mm-hmm. you need. It doesn't have to be super fast, but, but I'm you know. so excited. <laughs> Yay. Okay. What was your favorite game as a kid? Mm. Ooh, I'm, be- I'm between two. I got it, kickball or dodgeball. Yes. It's that red ball. Yes. Um, I loved kickball. Loved it. I could kick that ball so far out into the yard. I love the pitching. I love the sound of it. I also love dodgeball. I know it's not like, it doesn't have to be a game of bullying. I never bullied anybody. Like, no, it's I, fun competition. It's so fun. Yeah. A lot of schools banned dodgeball. Yeah. Like they don't play it anymore. And it was such it's an true. awesome game and, and, and it didn't hurt. It really no, it didn't, didn't hurt. Those no. balls were soft. No. Well, actually, you know what? I shouldn't say the balls were soft. I feel like when we were growing up, all three of us, the balls weren't so soft. But no, like they when were I was a camp hard. counselor, when I was a camp counselor, we used these like really foamy balls. So like they were completely fine. No one was getting hurt. But yeah, I think it was just that was the time we we grew up in, and that, I agree yeah. that that should come back. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like kickball, <laughs> dodgeball, like but either right. one. The sound of the kickball too. It's funny. Yeah, I can you hear that. it. I hear yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. I got, I got my lightning round question. <laughs> I love when Margo goes first. All right. Make the sound of kicking the kickball. No, 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 no. I feel like it starts with a P. No, <laughs> that was I love it. Oh my god, that was really good. Really good. That was legit. I could, yes. I could see the kickball yes. when you made that sound. That was I could, like run up to it in my brain. Yes, that was amazing. I, amazing. Yeah. So well done. Okay, here comes the next question. This is awesome. If you could, if you could give yourself another name. Now I know I had a complicated relationship with my name growing up. I love it now. Love it. Um, but like you know, Phoebe on Friends, when she went to go change her name, she changed it to. Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. And, you know, that's maybe too ridiculous. But if you could give yourself another name, or maybe you already have like a, an I alter a ego name, what is it? You know, yeah. building on Phoebe, I, I happen to be known to some of my, um, some of my people as Princess Giraffe Pants. Okay. <laughs> I, um, I have more nicknames at home than anyone in the whole wide world. But I also go with Sparkles. Mm, love it. I'm a huge glitter. Lots of those. Set, like, oh, you have no idea. Like, it, my family hates me. <laughs> glitter and um, sparkles everywhere. So I would say sparkles. Um, but if it was going to be like a real name, like a human name, um, I, you know, when I was younger, I had lots of, I hated my name and wanted to change it. 
And what I liked then is so not what I would be now. And for some reason, I loved the name Tiffany. It sounded yeah. so fancy. It was it was a, a three syllable name. It had two Fs. I don't know why I just loved it. Um, now, ooh, like oh, I'm, so, I'm not <laughs> Tiffany. Um, okay. I I I learned to you know like I I'm Shari, but when I went away to school upstate in New York, everyone called me Shari. And I loved it. And it was like having a new name and I never corrected anyone. And even though it seems to be more of an upstate thing, every once in a while, someone calls me Shari and I leave it alone. Like I like it. I got to say something weird about this quick. I used to work (laughs) at a place and at least half the people called me Margot. Like it was a question. And I did not like that, but I also (laughs) waited too long to correct them. And so I just let them call me Margot. And so like everyone called me Margot, 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 Margot. That's my name, Margot. And then it was like, Margot, Margot. I was like, oh my God. This is, Why this is the terrible. emphasis on the I second? Don't know. It's like I don't know. Tomas. Tomas. Who knows? <laughs> tomato, tomato, whatever. It didn't bother me that much, but like my husband used to laugh when I would come. And be like, oh, Margot several times today. <laughs> All right. Last question. Let's go, Abby. Um, okay. So if you had an entrance theme song, like anywhere you went, a little bit of a theme song would play any doorway you walked through. I can't believe you're even asking me that. <laughs> this is like a family, like this is something we talk about all the time in my family. And our, <laughs> theme songs, and our theme songs change. The one we always gravitate to, but I will be honest, it did start with the dog. Um, you can tell by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man. No time to talk. Um, so I always gravitate to that, but it's really not so much my theme song mm-hmm. as it like is my husband's. Mm. Um, so hmm, what would my theme song be right now? Oh man, you have me stumped. The kickball sound was easier. <laughs> um, my song. Oh my goodness. I'm going through a nineties thing lately. Yeah. Um, and it, I want to say lately, it's basically the entire pandemic. I'm going with rhythm is a dancer. Oh, love it. Yes. Love it. Oh my yes. gosh. So good. This is worth so the good. wait. Totally. But you know, in that moment when you're just like, there's so many songs in my head and I can't, yeah. like they're all blending into one and it all sounds like Kira Wiley's just me. <laughs> oh my God. That's my go-to Shavasana song for my kiddos. It's the number one. It's the number one song on my Spotify because I play it literally every day of the week for <laughs> yeah. work. Yeah. That <laughs> so TikTok, funny. Yeah. Love it. All right. So before we sign off and say goodbye, Abby and I uh, do this segment called win of the week, where we share um, our wins with each other, with our listeners could be something big or small. Do you have a win of the week for us? Um, I have a win of the week. Um, My wins, some are big, some are small. They're all important to me. So my win this week is um right um it's 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 the win of today um there's a gig that i enjoy very much and it's working with the seaport 
and we are we're coming back and we didn't know if that was going to happen and we found out today and um it's just amazing stuff that we started doing pre-pandemic to like really build community in the seaport area um after uh hurricane sandy which is like a hundred years ago at this point but took a long time to build that up again and it was building so nicely and then pandemic Hmm. so um pre-pandemic um, you know, they were just putting so much money into the residential and the business area and everything down there. And we were a big part of it. And then it came to a big halt now that things are starting up again. So, um, I'm excited that, um, they're starting that program again. It's one of my favorite things to do is to teach outdoors. Aww. And, um, yeah, that, that's my, that's my little business win of the week. That's a big win. That's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Congrats. And so we're so excited for you. Um, it's just a good feeling when stuff gets back to normal, right? After all of this, we've been through so much. So yeah. that's a wonderful one. Yes. Like yeah. some of those things that you just like that make your heart sing and you're yeah. like, please return, please yeah. come back. <laughs> so like, I don't pick my nails. <laughs> yeah. But like these are, you know, like the like I I I look to adding things back that were comfortable and you know, things that are gonna feel good and feel more normal. And then then I hope to go in it with, you know, without a panic attack. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> yes, don't we all <laughs> Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. Sherry, you are such an amazing uh, person and we are, um, we're just beyond grateful that you took the time out of your very busy schedule to chat with Abby and I today. And uh, I'm so grateful that you had me. It was so wonderful to, to talk with you. Yes. It was so great to meet you. You are just so like vibrant and like, you're just, I just, oh my goodness. Such a great vibe. I just love it. Let's just all of energy. (laughs) So just tell everybody quick where they can find you. Oh, I'm the founder and creator of Karma Kid Yoga. You could find me at karmakidyoga.com, Karma Kid Yoga on Instagram. Um, or if yoga isn't your thing, I'm also Sherry Vilchez Blatt, also on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, and um, I'm in New York City. Yay. Yay. All right, Sherry, you're the best. Thank you so much, Anxiety Warrior. We love you. Yes. Thank, thank you, you so much for having me, Anxiety Warriors. It was so great to relive this conversation with Shari. I just feel super warm and smiley listening to her voice. And uh, I just feel super grateful that she took the time out of her busy life as a founder and CEO of a you know big kids yoga company to chat with us. Yes. You know, I was especially just stoked to just hear from Shari that she wanted to be a guest on the podcast, that she'd been listening to the podcast. It was just like a starstruck moment for me. What about you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When you told me she reached out, I was like, oh, really? What? We're going to have Shari? her on? Like, this is awesome. Um, and I just think it's so um, important that we're talking about anxiety and, you know, that people know that anyone is welcome on the pod, any, any human being, anyone that's human and has anxiety, like this is a place for you, right? You don't need a special anxiety story or a a unique anxiety story. It's we, we are all living with this and we're all human and, and we are a community of anxiety warriors. And it was just a great reflection for me too. It's like, Oh, we're all on the same playing field when it comes to our anxiety, right? It's like even the people that we look up to in our work or just in general, people in our lives that, um, you know, have an outward way of being that 
energizes or excites. And, and we all kind of look at each other with these gloss colored or, you know, rose colored glasses mm-hmm. and, but we're all on that same playing field when it comes to our human experience and yeah. especially us warriors, as you just said. So uh, we were just, we were thrilled to hear from her. Thank you, Sherry. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So Abby, what were some of your um, big takeaways from our conversation? Yeah. So it wasn't even something that was explicitly said, but one of my big takeaways is how important like fidget spinners or like, (laughs) you know, really are like, you know, I grew up biting my nails and one of my friends in elementary school, middle school, high school, she bit her nails too. And so we bonded on that, but not, not everyone bit their nails, you know? And Um, I remember just like Shari said, I used to hide my fingers a lot, especially if I bit them too short and they were like bleeding, you know, um, and, and, and yet that was a symptom of something that was going on, but it was never really talked about. It was just a habit. And so, um, you shared how you would fiddle with your rings, which is actually something I do too. And so, you know, one of my takeaways is, you know, um, just how important it is for, for human beings to have something to do with their fingers when they're feeling anxious. So they don't lead to harming themselves. Right. I just feel like just when you were saying that, it's like, yeah, I guess we just all had gnarly fingers (laughs) in those teen, teen and preteen years. And, uh, and even into like my adolescence too, or my like late teens, was I still kind of messing around with my hands. And even right now while we're podcasting, Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, we still have these anxious moments and I'm like, I have my fingers interlaced and I'm kind of giving them gentle squeezes. And now it's kind of like, this is a coping strategy, but it's not harming me as you just said. Right. Yeah. It's interesting the way it's like, it's a habit, but we have good habits and we have less than great habits. And so I love the way Chari kind of reframed that too. Just like this was a habit. And now she kind of was able to tell us about some of her more positive habits, things that she can do on the regular. Um, I loved the, worry buttons and, um, just the idea of having that either somebody else or for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Like the, just remembering that we can take care of ourselves or we can ask people in our lives that, that are loving and supporting us through anxiety. Hey, could use a little bit of firm pressure from somebody that isn't me right now on my forehead. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Something else that, you know, I really um, appreciated um, Shari shedding light on is, you know, we can be aware of our habits and then we can learn to change them. Right. And so her habits used to be like waking up in the morning and like diving right into work and Mm -hmm. having a very stressful day. And when she realized, Hey, this isn't serving me, this is not helping my well being, she was able to change her routine, change her habits. And it wasn't even like, you know, she had to take an hour bubble bath and then she had to go for a 45 minute jog. Like she could just reset within two to three minutes and then get on her day and it changed the rest of her day. Right. And just the idea of being able to take care of yourself in the moment, but then also as you just reflected, when you get up in the morning, which you hopefully are going to do every day, you have some options, things you can do to take care for yourself, to set yourself up for an optimal day going forward. Yeah. yeah. So such a great conversation. Uh, and I just love the brain gym too. That mm-hmm. stuff was really interesting. Um, 
and the whole pace and the backwards acronym. And it's just, you know, how I feel about like little catchphrases or words or things to hold on to, because in, in a moment you're like, okay, what are my options? What are my tools? What are some things that I can try? And then Mm -hmm. the more you practice them, the better equipped you're going to be generally, because you just always have something that you can pull to. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. It was such a great chat and uh, we hope you all enjoyed it. And we loved, especially, or I did as the person that curates our Instagram account, how much Sherry loves our Instagram. Yeah. So if you're not following us over there yet, we hope you join us at anxiety warriors podcast over on IG. Uh, we do have lots of fun over there. It's lots of fun. There's dance videos and silliness and pictures. And then of course, some of the more less interesting, or maybe just as interesting graphics about like, you know, how to care for yourself and anxiety. <laughs> And we got Michael Scott. We got the office. So lots of office memes. (laughs) I I could literally just have an account of office. Yes. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you. Share your wins of the week with us. You can email us at anxiety warriors podcast at gmail.com. You can shoot us a message over there and uh, let us know what you're interested in hearing about too. If there's a certain topic idea, or if you think you'd be a great fit as a guest on our podcast, we'd love to hear that too. So warriors, thank you again so much for being here. It literally means the world to us. And if you love us as much as we love you, we hope that you will smash that five-star review button. Five stars. (laughs) (laughs) And write us a little something just so we can continue to grow our community of warriors uh, and just keep journeying together. Yes. Yes. So thank you. Thank you all so much for going on this journey with us. We are so grateful you are here. We love you, warriors. Till next time.